Hello and welcome to the footy with Broden, Kelly and Tom. What a big week it's been on the football. We had a long weekend of football from Thursday, wait, Friday, whenever Friday. it started mm. to here we are now. We got a lot coming up for you. Let's bounce that pill. Oh, I feel like it's been forever since I've spoken to our wonderful fans of this podcast. Hello, I hope you had a good weekend. I hope you had a good mix of watching football and also living your life. Maybe you went with a spouse to High Point. Maybe you uh, took a friend to Northland. Maybe you and your parents took a trip to Chadston. Hmm. Whatever you did, I hope it was a merry weekend. How are you, Tom? Good. I feel like it's been years since we've done this. That's what I just said. Yeah. That's what I feel like because usually we'd record on a Wednesday night for a Thursday game yep. and then we'd come in Sunday night for a Monday show, mm. for a Monday podcast release. Yep. It's Tuesday night. This is coming out Wednesday. Yeah. And the next podcast is coming out on Friday. Correct. Double down dudes. Double down dudes. Does that digits. mean when are we recording? Thursday night. It's in the calendar. Great. Because awesome. there's no Thursday, there's no Thursday night game. And can we talk about that? Yeah, sure. Why have they taken away the Thursday games? It's something to do with the the rights deal, right? Wasn't it players? Something, wasn't it something where Fox Footy bought all the Thursday night games or something? Or right. am I talking rubbish? You're talking about football, and I love football, <laughs> and I love the way football's played. Yeah. Speaking generally. Give me Thursday night games. I love a Thursday night game. You smell the weekend. Mm. You come home from work on Thursday, you're only four days into the week, and then all of a sudden, hang on, they're bouncing pills. Yeah. They're bouncing pills. It's almost the weekend. Another day of work, and then there's more pill bouncing. Mm. Mm. Oh. And then it doesn't even have to be a good game. In fact, put your second-tier games there. You know what I mean? Like put a Frio Suns there or put a, a North Horth. Mm. You know what I love on a Thursday, actually? It's like a showdown. A showdown, Like yeah. Adelaide Port on a Thursday you really reckon, gets me do, going. Do you reckon they'd sell that out? I think they do. I feel like that's a thing. Let us know in whatever medium that you like to talk to us. Mm. Should there be Thursday night every round of the year? Because I know an issue was five-day turnarounds or short turnarounds for players. So the players were like, you know, right, stop getting, giving us short yeah, turnarounds. Yeah, yeah, right. However... I believe in the new player deal that they're signing, mm. That's they're going to be okay with five-day turnarounds. Right. Which, you know what that means for the viewer? More footy for us. More footy. More footy. Put it in my mouth. Let me chew it. Yum, and then I'll yum. spit it out like tobacco. Yeah. How are those nuts, by the way? Yeah, you bought me nuts as a snack. I've just come from recording the weekly with Charlie Pickering mm. and Mark and Zach. Yeah, of course. And, uh, and you brought me some nuts to eat. Mm. Oh, and they're good nuts and I'm gobbling on the nuts. And some Mars Fun Size. Mars Fun Size, Mars Bars. Mm. And some Werther's Originals, mm. Chewy Toffee. Yeah. Crazy shit. And which of these drinks are you going to have, Broden? Mm, you've given me... Okay, this is, this is good. Yeah. This is good content. <laughs> Iron Brew, classic. Fun fact about Iron Brew. Yeah. They outsell Coke in uh, Edinburgh or Scotland. Yeah. Saw Daniel Sloss today. Oh, how He's is he? good. He watched the footy with me. He loved it. If he was in town longer, we would have had him on. Um, yeah, but I we saw can, him on Instagram. We can interview him later. 
but he loved the footy. There was a great, you know, when you're showing international fans or people mm. who don't follow footy a good footy game. Yeah. And the Anzac Day clash was an outstanding football game. It was, game wasn't it? Until the fucking ending. <laughs> and it was really cool to watch it with a person who's really taking it in and is open to it. Yeah. And there was a moment where I don't know the players' names, I apologise, but a, f- a Collingwood forward went in for a big specky and just cleared the defender, but his knee, you know, when the, the knee just went full speed right into the back yeah. of the skull. Yeah. And uh, looked brutal. Mm. And they both got up and carried on. But the, the Collingwood forward turned around and go, what do I do? What? <laughs> Which is really badass to show to an overseas person who, like, watches soccer where they're getting upset when they, yeah, when, they yeah, yeah. when their shin pad gets hit. Yes, correct. And uh, it was, well, like, yeah, well, that's just how we watch the footy. You yeah, know? no, just a couple of tough blokes in Australia, mate. Just a couple <laughs> of tough blokes with uh, CTE and yeah, uh, yeah, ongoing yeah. Uh, concussion issues. <laughs> Speaking of which, Sam Wiedemann, right? Yeah. He kicked two goals today. He was very good early. We were a Sam Wiedemann, pro Sam Wiedemann podcast here. Yeah, he's he, a good friend of the pod. He messaged me. Um, he watched over his concussion protocol. Mm. He watched... Uh, our show, Auntie Donna's Coffee Cafe. Oh, what did he think? He he loved it. He says he's going to watch it a lot. It was really nice of I'm him. I'm really surprised he wasn't like, for me, not as good as Bo Hoff. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. mate. But uh, No, it was really nice of him not to do that. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. That's, that was a real dick thing of me to say then. Uh, I retract that statement. He kicked two goals, two, 14 disposals. Yeah. My argument is Sam Weedham in the post-Coffee Cafe era. Mm. Goat. Yeah, Goated. very good. Um, so... Uh, what a great weekend in footy it was. We were talking, yeah, so I watched it with a Scottish person and he had the best time. Oh, and it great. just convinced for me that we have the best game in Australia, yeah, <laughs> in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Because also, I went to the Anzac Day game last night, which I'm going to talk about uh, in a bit more detail, the Anzac mm. Eve clash. Mm. There was 83,000 at that game and today there was 95,000 at a, at a Tuesday public holiday football game mm. nowhere else in the world is that happening like no. it's absolutely incredible that we have this culture of this happening mm. it's absolutely insane yes like american football i don't even get anywhere close to this and that's a country of 330 million if you look at india where mm. everyone's die hard on cricket yeah and you look at the test matches there's like ten thousand people at these games mm-hmm. at most it's just so impressive. It is. The only thing that gets close in America is um, college football games. Yes. And that's for a whole other reason. But regularly for pro- professional sport to have a stadium in the country where just two teams get drawn 95,000, mm. we take it for granted, I think. I think we do that. We go because I was going to say like in India, I think they had 360 million people watch the opening game of the cricket IPL yes but how many went is what we're saying yeah how many showed up that's how many bums I wonder because we would have lower ratings than other sports obviously because of smaller population Mm. so like what's a I think the like the biggest viewed television show every year is the AFL grand final which sits at about 2.6 2.7 million yeah which in the you know in the biggest scheme of things is not that impressive but when you consider most people are watching it next to someone else or at a pub or whatever, then it starts to add up. However, um, I would want, like, from people at the game to the viewers, Mm. I wonder if we're the closest on that. It would be the highest ratio is what you're saying. Yes, highest ratio. Uh, It's just so impressive and so cool. And last night at that game, I was felt it in particular. It was the highest home game that I think Melbourne had had for 
I X thought ever. Years. Not ever. Right. But no, I thought they said that on the broadcast. Well, I don't know. Maybe they did. But Russell Robertson at the ground was uh, maybe saying since a certain year or something like yeah, that. Yeah. No, actually, now that you say it, I think it was 1958 or something. There was a Collingwood Melbourne game. Right. Yeah. We've tangented. I said iron brew. <laughs> right. <laughs> You've also got a skinny can of Coke here. Yes. That was the biggest Coke they had without going a bottle. No, I think this is a good amount of Coke. Often when I have a normal can sized drink, mm-hmm. I will not finish it. Yeah. Bundaberg ginger beer for the Queenslanders, for the rugby fans out there. Delicious. And then you've got me some sort of fucked um, Coca-Cola branded carbonated lime and lemon flavoured. It's called Limka and it's from India. Yeah, it's imported from India. So I thought that's pretty cool. I better give that a crack because we're just talking about the IPL. I think it's going to taste like Solo. Yeah, I think it's going to be Sprite, yeah. Or maybe. Maybe like Sprite with more of a lime tang. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yummy? Lime. Yeah, really lime. Do you want a little sip? Yeah, I'd love a little sip. Thank you. Oh, well, this episode is brought to you, but until because we have no sponsors, this episode is brought to you by Limcar. Mm. Oh, that is really nice. Yeah, I like that. It's not as fizzy as I thought it would be. No, it's Limcar. Mm. Are you going to drink the rest? No, you have the Limcar. You want me to drink the rest? Have the Limcar. Okay, I'll drink the rest. This episode is brought to you by Limcar, my favorite <laughs> Indian lime drink. So I got invited by our good mate Titus O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. You'd know him from Twitter. Yep. You'd know him from Front Bar. And other thing, and and uh, the working dog show, and oh yeah, the front bar. No, the working dog one, hosted by Mel Bracewell. I don't know it. Cheap seats, cheap seats, right? And you know him from Twitter, as I said before, and also his podcast he used to have and does have the Sports Bazaar. Yeah, and the only article running, long running, like column that I've ever stuck to, which is his Monday Madness thing that yeah, he used yeah, to yeah. write. Does he still write that? I'm not sure. He's, uh, he's the funniest guy. I'm wrapped with mates. Anyway, he is doing something for the Melbourne Football Club. So he got two whole tables at the President's Function. Amazing. And he said, uh, would you like to come? I said, yes, please. <laughs> and um, I've been once before. Mm. I got invited by another famous Melbourne fan. I don't get invited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think they know who I am, but they're like, let's not bring that Energy. absurdist punce into, <laughs> that energy into you. He's poor. He smells like dirt. Let's not bring him in here. But I got invited as a guest of Hamish Blake as That's well right. once. I remember that. And I've been invited as a guest of Titus a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And um, most pretentious room in the world. For, not just for Melbourne Football Club fans, but for any... Like, it's just opposite football. It's a really nice experience to have if you ever get the chance through mm. work or whatever. Because it's such a big, like, function room. Almost like, you know, your school formal. Yeah. It's all a bit more chill. And uh, they... Um, it's like a three-course dinner. You get some free stuff. They might give you records and scarves and shit. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they'll have speakers. So last night it was a, 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 a veteran from RAF, from the Royal Air Force, yep. for the Anzac round or Anzac Day. And then also the president talked and then uh, Chunk, Nathan Jones. Oh, spoke. right. That's great. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I don't really care what footballers have to say. Yeah, sure. But he's one I of the I love good ones. Nathan Jones. He's one of the good ones. But for So I'll talk you through the courses if you want. I would also like to know, just while you mention it, how many people are we talking here? Like 500? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 500. 500 very rich people. Yeah. Sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Billionaires. And is this every week? Yeah, there's one every home game. So, yeah, right. so today, games. whose home game was it today? Carl Collingwood Essendon. I'm not sure. Whoever is what yeah. they would have the present. Like it's part of when you book the venue. Yeah, right. When you book the MCG, the president gets his own function, and they all get this fine dining catering. Right? Love it. And uh, so I was on a table with uh, Mick Malloy, 
and um, Adam Rosenbach's from Junk, the Junk Time podcast, which mm-hmm. is a very good footy podcast. Uh, I was on with Matty Dower, who is the producer of Sizzletown. Great. And Sports Bazaar. He's an awesome, really lovely guy. Oh, great. And uh, a publicist for Fox Footy who said she'd get me Gary Lyon on this podcast. You're great. I so like I'm going to follow that up. Yes, you will. Because imagine if we convinced Gary Lyon to come to stupid old studios yeah. in Brunswick to come on this. Gary Lyon's one of my favorites, so I would love that. I mean, you love him too. When I was eight, did I have I mentioned this? I repeat a lot of shit, but when I was eight, I was going to die. We yeah. did talk about this and then yeah, he wrote okay. me a letter. Yeah. And then uh, we put it, uh, we named a character in the Netflix show Gary Lyon. Yes. And I don't think that's even crossed his path. So there's plenty no. to talk about. Plenty to talk about. Also on SEN in the mornings one day a week, he has like a wine specialist. Yeah. Song, and it's they really love, funny. that's so funny. George <laughs> so Samios. funny. Is that his name? Yeah. Is that? Yeah, that's, that show is the funniest show <laughs> in the world. It is, it's so We good. should rank radio shows one week, but yes. at the top of it, it's Gary and Tim. Gary and Tim, on this two, sure. Two mid-50s men just talking <laughs> shit and getting abused on the text line. Can you imagine? Like, the, the, the outgoing energy of that show is, oh, guys, how good's the footy? I really like the footy. Yeah. And the feedback just smashing through yeah. in response on the text line is like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I go for Carlton and I'm going to fucking kill you. And they go, oh, okay, great. And uh, okay, well, I'm tipping the bombers this way. You're going to fucking die. I hate you cunts. Like constantly. Because they're like, they talk, and then they go, oh, whoever sent that last message, don't, don't do that. Like it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it it's very sad. Um, so yeah, I was at a table. We sat down to like a smoked salmon, but okay. like it was the still, you know, smoked salmon is usually like very thinly sliced. Yeah. This was a bit, it was still had its like thick fillet kind of oh, situation, right. Okay. right? Yeah, yeah, And I think it wasn't raw, but it looked orangey and I imagine it was smoked and I don't know. I, yeah. I had a bit of caviar on top of it, like a- Oh, nice. What's like the orange, like red- Roe? Roe was roe, mm. not, is that roe? Is caviar roe? I, I think it is, but I, when you said orangey, I, I thought roe. Yeah. I thought um, uh, Golden Valley fruit. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Because the rowers, the awesome force. Of course. Anyway, uh, and then, so I had that, and that was n- all right. All right. Yeah, I, that doesn't sound like our sort of thing. Fancy. Yeah, too fancy for So us. this is what I'm talking about. It's not footy, is it? No, it's not. It's going to, let me tell you, I'm talking through the whole presence function meal. Yeah. It has a happy ending. Great, because at this point, I'm thinking, I'm going straight down to Gammy Chicken, getting some chicken chips. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not doing that if you're going to this <laughs> event, Thomas. Um, and then- this is also accompanied by bottomless beer, bottomless spirits, bottomless fizzies. And Was it like wines. designed to be accompanied by certain things? No, that's no, a very no, upper no, class no, no. No, it's very just like oh, you know, it's like uh, no, just Carlton Draft. I think it's yeah, Furphy, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then nice wine. I think Penfolds wines. Yeah, and- love that. Um, okay, and so I had that, and then that was that was done, and then the next course was. And also, they the funny they gave us all Anzac Day badges, yeah, right. which you're supposed to buy. <laughs> they just gave it to as them. a donation to the <laughs> to, as a, to the, to to the, the RSL. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And just so I'm like, oh, great, a free one, <laughs> um, which I was already wearing one, uh, my old one. Anyway, uh, so then the second, the main course was a steak. Mm. Beautiful, like a like a like a what's it called when it's really like. Small but thick and and high. Yeah, it sounds like a sort of fill, uh, uh, eye fillet situation. Yes, I saw the photo. Quite rare. I quite enjoyed it. Oh, there's a photo. There, look at that. What? That's an eye fillet. I, I think it might be a thick fillet. Yeah. And usually, if you're doing mass-produced steaks, yeah, if you like in a room of five hundred, mm. five hundred steaks, yeah, what do you think the chances of that being good is? Very low. That's the thing about weddings. Even when you pay through the arsehole, go to an amazing wedding, it still is tempered. 
by the fact that yes. they make mass producing. And it was accompanied by three asparagus sticks. Yep. Two onion rings. Oh, right. A little sweet potato mash. Yeah. And then a jus. Yeah, of course. Red wine, I imagine. Best steak I've ever had, potentially. Really? I'm not a big steak guy. Yeah. I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. It was really flavorful, yum. I thought they did an outstanding job. Mm-hmm. Particularly when you... Exactly what we're talking about. In a room of 500 people. Yeah. So that was that was impressive. All the gents at the table were very happy about yeah. that. Uh so that was good. I would say, Broden, on steaks, that it is the only food for me that does that does have that ability to have a difference between a five hundred and a fifty. Yes. It like if you have a five hundred dollar burger and a fifty dollar burger. Yeah. You can't tell the difference. Steaks, you can. Absolutely. Like, the simpler, the sim- you're paying for the the master, the masters, the masters hmm. of simplicity. Yes. So shout out to them for making that. Yeah, this is Delaware us. North, the caterers of the <laughs> yeah. MCG, who also do the... You may know their work from The Zoo <laughs> and Marvel Stadium. <laughs> and they're the caterers for their... Yeah, great. Dessert. Yep. This this you would have liked. Okay. Lemon meringue tart. Oh, I love lemon meringue tart. This cunt over here I'm looking at... Yeah. <laughs> loves lemon meringue tart. I do. Like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. When we lived in America, we lived about a 10-minute walk from a place called House of Pies. Oh, such a good place. And this cunt would chow down on a lemon meringue tart mm. like it was COVID vaccine. <laughs> uh, he loved them. Anyway, Love so them. this was given to us in paper boxes so that you could potentially take it to your seat. Oh, that's nice. Were you to do that? Yeah. Mate, didn't make it. <laughs> the person explaining that on stage, yeah. Clint Stanaway from Channel 9 News. Love that. He didn't... Finish it, and I'd already gobbed it down. Of course, you had. Let me talk about this. Let me talk about this lemon meringue tart. All right. And this isn't the happy ending. I don't like lemon. I'm, I, I, I don't not like a lemon meringue okay. tart. But there's no way I'm giving a lemon meringue tart a fucking five star. Right, because right, I've got a few thing, a few must haves for a good lemon meringue. So okay. I'm well, tell me what you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you if it had it. Okay. Proper. Proper, not stale biscuit, because that is the most common problem with a lemon meringue is the biscuit is stalish. Big tick, fresh. Fresh, crispy, yes. snapped. Really good. Okay. The meringue can't be eggy in any way, otherwise you're pulled out immediately. Uh, what do you mean by eggy? So sometimes it's fluffy and sweet and nice and you get that burnt flavor, but then in the middle of the meringue... Tastes like an egg. Where it's less burnt, you get like a proper egg white taste. I look, I didn't approach the meringue with I can't it was a day ago. I can't sit here and say I honestly was checking the egginess of it. I can okay. say I enjoyed the meringue. Yeah. Go on. Okay, and then the third thing is the actual lemon mm. cannot be that cheaper Australian bakery sort of lemon. No. It has to have a real no, tang no, to okay, it. Okay, when they tick that too. Yeah, but great. let me tell you what was the most interesting, two things that were most interesting about this tart, right? All right. It was a circle tart, mm-hmm. almost broke, not broken, but split into four sections. All right. One section was meringue. Yeah. One section was something else, like a, a different little thing on it. Yeah. Like nuts or something like okay. that. Okay. Another section had like a honey situation on it. Hmm. And then something else. And was this just flowers the, the, on a maybe? The top? Yeah. So you could eat one bit and go, okay, here's what the flavor is doing with meringue, and here's what's, do, what's doing with the honey. The honey on it, there was elements that had honey on it. Mm. Oh my god, it blew my mind. That sounds fucked up to me. I wish, really wish I had been there for that. Yeah. Do you know the saddest bit? Right, is right. all these rich, uh, you know, you know, slob ponces. Yeah. yeah. They, the boxes of them. 
as meters high that yeah. they've just no interest and left. And poor Tom sitting at home in Heidelberg. Yeah. Thinking, I would have loved that meringue. Yes, that's right. Now, here's the best thing about... Here's the... What's Charlie Pickering texting you? <laughs> <laughs> here's the best thing about the AFL and going to... So, I can throw all of that out. I don't need any of that. Yeah, okay. You know, if I was to have my ideal footy day, yeah. I could throw all of that out. Sure. Here's the best part about... Go into an expensive footy experience like yeah. a corporate box or yeah. a president's function or even a MCC dining room. Here's yeah. the best bit, right? Okay. You watch two quarters. Mm. You're getting free drinks. It's lovely. Yeah. Halftime siren. You go back into the function. Tears of party pies. <laughs> party, beautiful yeah. party pies. Yeah. Not too hot, not too, just perfectly done. Yeah. Sausage rolls, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got a three-tier thing. Yeah. Party pies, sausage rolls, and here's the bottom bit, which is my, mm. which is what I live and dream mm -hmm. of and, and um, what I go to war for. Yeah. Scones jam cream. Yes. Can't beat it. Two different kinds of scones though as well. Oh, watch out. All right. <laughs> Basic scones. Okay. Sultana scones. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you can't have Devonshire tea. No, it's Sultana's bread. But then they're also going around with the filter coffee, doing the pot, doing the tea, which for me is just like heaven. Devonshire tea heaven. can't be topped for me. It's proper. Yeah. It's proper up there. So, oh, the cream, the jam. I went oh, two scones. Yeah. Yep. Had a little coffee. Oh, Marone. 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 So that was top shelf. I had an awful time for the first three quarters of this game because Melbourne was behind for a lot of it, not looking great. Yep. Umpires were just reaming us. Uh-huh. Um, but then we came back and had a lovely time. Yeah. So shout out to that experience. Uh, I'm curious to know if um, we, we're going to get that corporate box eventually. Mm. So we'll uh, we'll have to review that. Yeah, 100%. So that was my present. Well, what do you give that experience from, from afar uh, out of? That sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds really fun. I'll share some photos on the socials. Yeah. On the Instagram. How is the company? Thing. That's the one thing I would ask. That's that's the thing, right? Because there would have mm. been a time when I would have been afraid to show up to an event by myself and go, fuck, who am I going to talk to? Correct. That's me right now. Um, and I'll answer that. Mm. Maddie Dower, who produces Sizzletown and Sports Bazaar and a lot of bunch of other podcasts, just a fucking wonderful chat. Love that. Just sitting, I was sitting next to Limo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good chats with Limo. Yeah. So nice and easy. Yeah, great. Lovely times. And it's and once you, uh, talking to people is really hard, but once you figure out a way to do it for yourself that works, mm -hmm. it only takes. And you'd experience this at Coles. Yeah, you know when it's like oh, I don't want to talk to this person, and mm -hmm. then you keep drilling them. You, you just you just drill them until you find the thing that either they're interested about, yeah, or you have in common. A hundred percent. And this yep. is eighty percent of why football's good uh -huh. is it allows you to talk to people that you otherwise, at least in Australia, mm. wouldn't be able to talk about. Yes, and if you don't have true. footy, then you go to cricket or you go yeah. to NBA, and then when they're gone, you go to Marvel movies, and <laughs> yeah. then you go to what else? Do you go to your job. Your job is a big one. I so do. once everyone has a boring job, you just got to find. But no one has a boring job. You yeah. got to find the interesting thing about that job. Yeah. And once you get someone passionate, if they're passionate about their job, if they hate their job, it makes them want to die talking yes. about their job. Yes. But you can eventually get to something interesting. 100%. I think. Uh, no, for no, most yeah. people, for most people, some people are impervious. The worst people to talk to, like at a party, or whatever, are people who don't want to help. Yes, because a conversation is a two-way street. Yes, it is. If you find someone who genuinely is like, "I'm not helping," or yes. "I don't know how to help," yeah. very hard. No, if I know what you mean. Coaxing yeah. a conversation out of people is um, 
you know, a challenge at times. But if someone's like, I'm not talking, mm-hmm. it's fucking hell. No, no, I agree. I agree. Oof. All right, Tom. All right. You know what time it is? What time is it, bro? It's time for the Malacca of the Week. It's Malacca of the Week brought to you by Domades. I feel like it's been weeks since Greek Easter. Yeah. Hey, did you eat that lamb? I did. How was it? It was fucking off. I had it for lunch without any anything else. I was going to say, I was going to tell you, you need feta, you need cucumber, you need tomato, you need olive oil, and you need at least some tzatziki. No, I took a big container of old lamb and microwaved it and ate it. And then I'll be <laughs> honest, brutal. I gave a little chunk to my dog Shadow and he was like, hey, give me more of that. <laughs> yeah, Shadow would have loved it because it was very smoky, very umami. Yeah, it was smoky. Yes. I felt like I took a bite. And I was there. Yeah, I was at the. I was at the. I was at the spit. Yes, you were. I was dancing to the zorba. Yes, and Shadow also ate the biscuits. Is that right? Yeah. So I left the Greek biscuits on the kitchen bench. Yeah. He's learned to get up. And he's clever. And I came home and I was like, "Hmm, where's my biscuits?" <laughs> and then he was sitting there, and I saw him, and they were just they were just gone. Yeah, they were okay. just all gone. So he loved them. There was also chocolate on, it, so he might die. Okay, I hope not. Well, a week later and he's here. Well, yes, uh, great. Um, all right, who, give me your Malacca of the Week uh, nominees and I will decide who wins round six's Malacca of the Week. All right, I've got six here for uh, for uh, round six. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to cull a few in my head right now. You're get cutting some? Well, yeah, I mean, no, six is too a, many. No, give us all of them. All right, well... If, if there's six Malacca's... Then, then we six do six Malacca's. All right, as a recency bias thing, let's talk about the ones from today. Yeah. That Collingwood supporter. <laughs> oh, Malacca. That is the definition but, of a Malacca. A, you know, a sick moment of football. That was right? so funny. So, so explain what happened. So, Carl Langford. Carl Langford. Was going to have a kick for goal. Yeah. And someone in the crowd. The ball went to the boundary or the went into the crowd. Into the crowd. And someone in the crowd had the ball and was being very helpful and reaching out. To give it holding back to the him. ball. Kyle, come grab the ball off me. I'm being helpful. Yeah. And this is a Collingwood supporter. Yeah. And when Kyle came close, he threw it on the ground and gave three of the biggest fucking up yours. Yeah, yours. yeah, he did big gestures and was rude. And it was so funny, bro. It was good. Very Collingwood. <laughs> Very Collingwood. And That's then, the wankiest Malacca thing you can and do. And then he slotted it. Yeah. He did a beautiful snap and slotted it yeah. and turned around and pointed straight at him. Sick yeah. moment. So That's good. Awesome. More of that. More of that. Um, Talking, I was sitting next to a Scottish person. And he was like, "That's fucking awesome." Yeah, a lot of people. That's how you um, win fans. That's how you build yes, fans. Exactly, and a lot of people on Twitter and stuff were quite critical of that Collingwood supporter. I thought he's the biggest Malacca I've ever seen, but also a fucking legend. Yeah, no, you need Malacca's. <laughs> if we didn't have any Malacca's, the world wouldn't go around. Yeah, the world is made of Malacca's. One hundred percent. So, second Malacca with recency bias is like the Dons today giving up. They genuinely gave up. Did they, though? There was three minutes left to go, and they were down seven, and they had played better football for longer that day, and they were not running, and they were not trying, and it was glaring. But, or, did Collingwood, are Collingwood just so good in fourth quarters Mm. that it's impossible to beat them? It could have been, it could have been possible, but to the layman, to the ordinary watcher, it was like, they are not even manning up. Yeah. They do not give a fuck. And they are yeah. in this. Because this shit has been happening for a year now, man. Yeah. Where you look at this three-quarter time, whoever's playing Collingwood's up by 25, 30 points. Uh-huh. And you go, well, this is done. Yep. And then you go have a drink of water and Collingwood's up. Yeah. 
And I called it as well during during the game. I I, I had it's, my Collingwood sense of tingle. course. No, it happens every game now. Exactly. The anomaly is St Kilda last week, where it was just a tight game and St Kilda ran back at the end. Yeah, that was the anomaly. This happens every week. No, one hundred percent. But when Draper had that shot, it, it felt like the the. It just felt to me like the Dons had given up and it was just two minutes too early. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I was watching that as well and it felt a bit like they were trying things. I go, we're fucked here. We can't get through. Yeah, very um, frustrating, but I, I think that's a Malacca move. Yeah, totally. At least man up. Okay, next. Okay. So this is not a... Are you living your life as well, just going looking for Malacca's now? Are you like seeing it like Neo at the end of the Matrix? Like you see Malacca's in society and you're always... Uh, you know, taking that in, yeah. assuming that. So often by rounds, by like the sixth game of the round, I f- think, fuck, I haven't got any Malakas. And then I just think and they come to me immediately. Yeah, right. You That's know? great. They're, yeah, you're sort of, a, it's a sixth sense now. Yeah, and I try and put funny spins on some of them, you know. Speaking of Malakas, mm. what's your next Malaka? So this is not a bash on the umpire, it's a bash on the rule. <laughs> the on his line thing, I don't understand. Now, let me talk you through something that happened on the weekend. On bro. the line. It's something that's been happening that I called out a couple of weeks ago that apparently is being adjudicated correctly. So I hate the rule, not the umpire. Fair. So what's that big player for Geelong? The best forward in the competition for Geelong? Tom Hawkins. Tom Hawkins, yes. Not Jeremy Cameron. So he marks it. Oh, yeah. And he beats three players. Jeremy Cameron's pretty good. Jeremy Cameron's probably better, but yeah. So Tom Hawkins beats three players to mark the ball. He starts walking back, and then there's a late whistle. Yeah. He listens to the whistle, panics, goes to handball the ball, gets tackled by three guys and turns over the ball. Why did they blow the whistle? I'm not sure, but the, all the Twitter comments were saying that it so was... So Hawkins went off his line. When I think when he, when he went to handball, he went, he went off, his, off line, his line, but he yeah. didn't step... Yeah, he didn't, yeah. and uh, everyone funny. on Twitter was saying it was called 100% correct. And I'm saying he beat three people to take a mark. Yeah. And it's getting turned over for what? I don't understand. Yeah, the line. It's not a good one. The line, it's funny. Is it one of those things where, see where we're at by round 10, if, if the players have settled and they know the line, then it's going to be better? So is this is a, this teething, a new rule? teething process? I think they're just really hard on the line now. So I think it's to do with those fake handballs. Right. They're really hard on the fake handballs now because they try and psych out the person on the mark. Yeah. Because if the person on the mark moves his feet at all, they 50. Right. Okay, well, I like that. So but what I don't tr- understand is two years ago, if... Those three players had been close enough to tackle Tom Hawkins, then they would be in the protected zone. Yeah, and they would be penalised. So what, oh, what are we doing here? I bro? don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So it's a big Malacca thing for me, mate. Next Malacca. Okay. Bloody injuries. We can't be having injuries anymore. Oh. Took but, Miller upset me so much. How? What's he done? Uh, it's a MCL. It's a good. Meniscus, it's one of the good ones. Meniscus. It's one of the good ones in inverted oh, commas. Oh, good. How long is he out for? I'm not sure, but I think it's similar to what Gorney did. Oh yes, yeah, so like it's a strain yeah, and it's yeah, in the yeah, knee, but it's not yeah. an ACL. Oh, that's that is good. Yeah, that is good. And it's not a PCL, which is also bad, I think. Yeah, because I I think I heard that he he did it, mm. and then everyone's like, oh no, you're right, keep going, and then it hurt more. Yes, I think that's correct. Yes, which is fucked. Hey, I got to do my B reel. Yeah, me too. I just got the notifications. So while you do your B reel, so this is a bit of a knock on me, Broden. I genuinely went to bed, genuinely upset on Saturday and Sunday night. Yeah. Genuinely depressed because two awful things happened to me in Supercoach. <laughs> yeah, what happened in Supercoach? So the first thing happens is I brought Matt Roberts in as a rookie. Mm. He had two disposals. He got injured and he went off. 
Okay, that genuinely upset me because I don't know if the listeners know, but I'm about three thousandth in Supercoach. You know, you were, you were going really well, going really well. You were like in the chance to the chance to be like elite. Yeah, like to to win the whole thing. I'm in there. Like all you've ever dreamed of. Exactly. You're, you're like, you know, you have a child and a wife mm. and you, and a house. Yep. Um, you know, all that anyone can ever dream of. But all these things, they mean nothing to you. They're nothing but a, you know, an empty limca can. This is what I'm talking about. And this is the, is the malacca of the week on me. All you care about is super coach. So after that, Matt Roberts went down and I was, fuck, that's cooked my week. I brought him in. He's only scored he, 10. He's on those, the game. For those who don't know, Tom's named his son super coach. <laughs> yeah. Super coach Zahari. So he went name. down. So he went down and I was genuinely sad. Yeah. I was genuinely sad. Uh-huh. And then on Sunday night, I'm trying to watch my sonny's win. Yeah. I brought in Callum Wilkie as a premium defender. We went to the game, Suns versus Gold Coast. He tore us up. Remember how we were Callum going on Wilkie. about the 44? Callum Wilkie. He was so good. The lowest score Callum Wilkie has ever scored, Broden, mm. in his five years of playing was 38 in the second round that he ever played. What did he get this weekend? 25. You dog, Wilkie. That's a malacca act. Do you reckon it's Wilkie or is it me for going to bed seriously upset about it? No, you're completely in the right. To think that you, a 32-year-old man, um, shouldn't be upset about a fake sport um, data collection sort of stat game. No, it's Wilkie, the young 20-year-old or whatever he is. 23, you know. For playing an okay game and ruining your weekend. He played his worst Supercoach game he's ever played. And I was fucking so sad, Broden. Great. And who's your next Malaka? Okay, last one. It's not not an AFL one. I just want to tell the listeners about Dylan Uh, Brooks. Dylan Brooks. (laughs) You saw it coming? Mm. So Dylan Brooks. He's sick. He's great. He plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. And they're currently average at best. Yes, and they're currently playing against the LeBron Lakers. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. Round one. And Memphis won a game and... (laughs) He went the fuck off. He went off in his... But he has all year as well. He's a... a, Would you say he's a troll or like... I'd say he's a Tom Papley type. He's a bad... He's he's actively likes to be the bad guy. Yes. And I fucking love that. I love it too. But he went out there. On press, and he in the press. It, on, to, in his immediate availability, that LeBron is no one and is nothing until he drops 40 on Dylan Brooks. Yeah. And that he loves to poke the bear because LeBron ain't that bear. Yeah, he's like, he ain't that bear. And LeBron has come out. The next game. And fucking destroyed. In the warm up, in the warm up, like just walks straight up to him and starts saying things. Yeah. And it's really, really. And intense. since then, Dylan Brooks has performed awfully and Memphis have dropped and two he got, games in a row. He got ejected from that game. He got ejected from the game. And LeBron hasn't been at his best, but he has been clutch. Yeah. Rarely he, does he look genuinely pissed off. Yeah. He was really pissed off. He was really pissed off. And I, I, I like what Dylan Brooks did, but if there was ever a Malacca. <laughs> Rarely when it's someone rarely when someone does something like throw a ball or you know call out LeBron James, <laughs> does it end well? Yeah. So it needs to be marked that it's you know it should be rewarded because I fucking love it. Yeah, I love it too. But it did not end well for Dylan. Dylan Brooks, Brooks so and next one. No, that's it. Did oh, I say? Okay. Did I say all six? No, I don't know. Do that's... you want me to wrap them up real quick? Yes. Super coach, Dylan Brooks, injuries to Took Miller, on his line, Collingwood supporter. The Don's given up. Collingwood supporters got to get the Malacca of the week, doesn't it? Surely that was like that. clear Malacca moment. It was, wasn't it? You know what I said in the in a group chat? Malacca. I said it was the spirit incarnate of the Malacca. Yeah, no, it's it's a real core Malacca. Yeah, but I think Dylan Brooks is up there as well. Do you know what I saw on the other day? A tweet from the AFL or something, and someone replied Malacca, and I was like, "Is that 
a fan of this podcast <laughs> or a Greek person. A lot of people have started saying it in my life a lot more because I say it a lot more. Yeah. So really enjoying the rise. Yeah, of it. Really. shout out Malaka uh, in the um, Anglo-Saxon men. <laughs> um, great. Well, shall we call Joe? Yeah, let's call Joe. Our next guest uh, to the podcast is a one of Australia's most successful and uh, prolific music mm. theatre performers. So uh, it's 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 interesting we're doing this in the in the shadows of Barry Humphreys passing, one of the great stage performers uh, in Australia. That we have probably the next generation of great performers with us now. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he. Uh, you would have seen him in uh, Jersey Boys. Yes, uh, as the bass seen, player. Yes, uh, from 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 Four Seasons, yeah. Frankie Valley Four Seasons. You would have seen him in uh, School of Rock as playing Jack, Jack Black. Black or Dewey yep. Finn, as the character's known, but pretty much Jack Black. You may know him. Uh, he actually was Shrek in yeah. Shrek the Musical. Playing um, Shrek. He was in. Uh, I've missed some. Kinky Boots. He was in Kinky, Kinky Boots. Boots. He played as the bad. He played. Guy. He played a vicious, vicious homophobe. Yes. Um, <laughs> Don. But then by the end of the musical, is like oh, I love gay people. Yeah, and I love big red boots. Yeah, um, which is the story of the musical, really. And people loved you in that role, Joe. Yeah. You also forgot High Voltage. I don't know how. Nope. Oh, that's about that. Yeah, no, that's a Jack Black. That's a high fidelity. High fidelity. Yeah, high that was voltage. a. <laughs> that was another Jack no, Black. No, it was one, an adaptation it? of the film. An adaptation of the film. High Fidelity as a movie, and uh, and uh, Joe Joe Kosky played Jack Black, and uh, the one with Alinta Chidsey. Mm. What one was that, Joe? Mm. <laughs> oh, cross Crossroads. 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 Which was, these are, you're now doing sort of fringe up and coming. <laughs> now we now we're deep doing deep cuts. This is Tom Armstrong from There's a Meteorite Coming. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a university play we did once. Joe Kosky, what? Where can people see you right now on stage? Uh, thank you for the introduction, Broden. Uh, I, I'm currently in Adelaide in Come From Away, a little musical about your favourite topic, 9-11. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> so, no, I, I didn't know that. So, I've heard of Come From Away. I know it's a Tony Award winning superstar Broadway show. Um, mm. What did you say it's about? It's about 9-11, Broden. What, 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 what is that? Okay. Um... <laughs> It's a tra- tragic event that happened in America uh, in September 2011. No, <laughs> September 2011. 11th of September 2001. <laughs> okay, so you've said the date. What was it? Planes crashed into the Twin Towers, Broden. <laughs> okay, and so you and your friends have decided that's a good area to have a little song about. Is that right? Nope. Nope, not me and my friends didn't write well, it. Well, explain uh, to me why it. I should spend okay, my good, right. hard-earned money. You, sh- you shouldn't. <laughs> you absolutely shouldn't. Spend my good, um, hard-earned money going to see a musical about hijacked planes? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, look, thank you. We clar- For clarification, we celebrate the people of It seems of tasteless. Gander. I know. I know on surface it does, but it isn't. It's about the people of Gander on the east coast of Canada. Uh, and these are hobbits? Canada. Nope. No, not, no hobbits, um, just people, nice people uh, in a small town who took in 38 planes and the 7,000 passengers that were aboard them that got uh, redirected during the closure of the American airspace because of the tragedy that was 9-11. Right. Well, that seems better. But the way you so- said to me, it was like you're making light of a horrible event. Yeah. No, not at all. 
Um, musicals can be musicals can be dark as well, Broden. Give me three examples of dark musicals. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Oh, it's so um, true. Okay, yeah. Les Mis. Oh, oh so yeah, true. Yeah. Phantom of the Opera. That's pretty dark. Now you know what I've learned that most musicals are dark. Yeah. yeah. And um, and boy, do they sound fun. Mm. Joe, how was your show tonight? You've just got off stage. I did Adelaide. just get off stage. It was a good one. Yeah, it was Anzac, Anzac Day special. Can't speak. Um, but Alana was on, so that's good. That's your um, uh, wife, that's my, Alana. My partner, yeah. yeah uh, your wife? Your wife? No, we're not married, but, you know, it's oh, definitely heading that way. She just started dating? Yeah, no, seven years now. Seven years. Mm. Not married. Are you? How long no. have you been with Annie? Oh, not that long. <laughs> Funny thing about my wife is she, her water's broken me like three hours after seeing Come From Away. That's true. So That's true. Tom and his wife went to see Come From Away and I think when 9-11 was mentioned. Yeah. Just, she mm. said to me, Tom, I feel a bit funny. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's happening now. And then um, mere 48 hours later, Atlas was born. So thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Did yeah, you hit the, could you just give us a quick um, little... Um, maybe your favourite line or song from Come From Away before we crack into the footy. I feel like you might hang up on me if I do that. No, we no, can't hang um, up. We don't. We actually don't have the capabilities. And this is a footy podcast. This isn't a silly that's goofy. That's great. Silly goofy. No, no, no but, it, but that's why like it's less appropriate still to, to be asking me to do shit from a musical. But um, You know how it starts? You know your first line, started on the rock or whatever. What is it? Or- yeah, you know what? Actually, I'll tell you something funny that happened on stage tonight. Because, no, no, not necessary. Uh, I just want you to sing. I, I can do a bit for you if you like, Joe. Yeah, no, Tom's got this. He this does a great impersonation. This is my impersonation of Joe doing Come From Away. Oh, come from away, we come from away to Gander where we come and we come, come from away. Now, I want to hear Joe do an actual version of the yeah. song. Nah. Come on, just a little bit. Your voice will still be warm. I know it's, I know it's the Million Dollar Pipes. Yeah, but yeah. All right. Um, I don't even. It's an ensemble. Uh, do all the bits. I want to die. Just do a bit. Die. You're uh, very good at this. This this podcast is not for footy fans. <laughs> this is just for like the um, alternative footy fans, Joe. Mm. So they'll uh, love yeah. this. No, I know they will. Uh, yeah, it's just about choosing the right piece. It's really going to showcase me and yep. the show. Yeah, which is hard. Um, but it's probably. Uh, when we're just stomping in the opening number mm. and I'm like, there's a two-person police department. And then we're like, mm. just singing, I'm an Islander. Come <laughs> on. an Islander. No, that's all I got. I'm an Islander. All right, Joe. So um, you wanted me to mention, get tickets. They're flying. They're, they're only a few more nights in Adelaide. Please come. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> just... I, it, it's you know it's doing fine. I don't get any extra money if you okay, come. Great. Just <laughs> okay, whatever. Now, Joe, we had you on this week for a very special reason. You've just sort of leaned out of shot to show us that you have a big bag of T two <laughs> that you've bought oh. recently. <laughs> <laughs> that's a present because Alana's leaving the show this week, so people keep buying her gifts, and that's like it's quite funny context. A quite funny context that we can see Joe, but Joe can't see us. So it's, we're looking I at Joe. You could see me actually. Joe, it's quite funny. Um, what's it like living nine eleven every day? <laughs> it's not as not as great as you'd think, Broden. I know. No, I don't think that. I wouldn't, moving, yeah. I, I wouldn't think that. 
Um, we also that's jo- a little bit of trivia for the audience that like Broden honestly knows more about two two <laughs> topics: the the family of Ned Kelly and the the tragedies of history, particularly nine eleven. More on these topics than anyone in the world. Like I would put you on fucking Quizmaster on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, like anything <laughs> with those specific topics, and you would be flying. I don't think is Quizmaster a show. Have you just made that know. up? And then, who wants no, to be a millionaire? Sure. Is is just full trivia. So <laughs> you, you couldn't go on to it. You couldn't go on. Who wants to be a millionaire? And say, I'm only going to talk about nine eleven. <laughs> you know what you'd be fucking great on, Eddie. Though, I'm only talking point. about nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> just refuse to answer any questions on nine eleven. Don't even yeah. bother giving me any other questions. <laughs> Um, okay, great. Joe, uh, listen, we have you on for a reason today, not just to s- mm-hmm. talk about 9-11, though you keep bringing it up. <laughs> um, we're here to talk about a very special boy on the tipping this week got mm. nine out of nine. Oy. And that's you, Job. Joe. In the footy Thank tipping that our, that our audience are in, you got nine out of nine. Tom, if you wouldn't mind getting up because I can't get it up on mm-hmm. my phone. How many people got nine out of nine this week? Can we see that? In, can we see that information? Yeah, let, let me have a little look at that. I don't know if that's possible, actually, but let me have a look. It's, it's definitely not on the phone, but maybe. Oh no, no, no! I, I got it. it I got it actually. There's quite a lot. Yeah. A lot of people. Oh, oh so fucking it's... heaps got nine out of nine. <laughs> yeah, I would expect this week was pretty easy. Like, I'll, I'll to count. Be fair. If you, I didn't. If you nailed the first game, like if you got if you tipped the dogs, that was probably one of the only real outliers. I think, and so, then you could have. In our comp of 550, 35 got nine out of nine. Hey, that's not that much. So well maybe done, Joe. Joe can be representing the 35. Mm-hmm. The wonderful 35 of round six, we'll call them. Mm. The post-gather round. I believe I believe I tipped three. Yeah, um, that's fucked. How did you do that? Well, Are you trying to take risks? No, I no, this week I just did the George Costanza and I did the opposite of what I would do. Yeah. It was a bit. Um, so that didn't work. <laughs> uh, so that's I won't be doing that again. Maybe I just try and get to full zero. Like that's what, I thought that would be funny. That would what, be quite difficult. To 580 or whatever it is. Yeah, that would be quite difficult. I think that'd be, that would be hard. Okay, yeah. I'm going to change tact and go to that now. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, while we have you on the phone is we'll go through every game and talk about them. We're just going to recap the week now. So it does start mm-hmm. with the dogs. And, we, and you said if you tipped the dogs... Um, that you would probably be on a good run here. Is that is and 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 who who Tommy, who won that game? Bulldogs by forty nine points, and I barely remember this game. Joe, what happened? It happened fourteen weeks ago. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It did feel like yeah, it was a long, long weekend of football. But you're um, right. It was a Frio favorite game because it was in Frio, wasn't it? Wait, what? What? Are you making shit up? I oh, know. I'm asking. Yeah. I don't remember. No. It was in Frio, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're so, right. yeah. You got really Andrew, aggressive there. Yeah, you got really upset at me then. What did I do? I, I, I actually just like fully, like you tr- you scared me. I was like, holy fuck. People should mind. know about Joe because um, obviously we know you better than other people, but yes. you have vile mood swings where you'll, you'll, you'll become aggressive. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, we just saw a little glimpse of it then. <laughs> a little glimpse of it. Because really he, cause, cause, cause you, because... Because Tom said, Tom said, oh, I was in Frio. And you went, excuse me, cunt. And then like sort of turned. Really um, went dark. Yeah. But so, just so never, never meet him at stage Sorry. door. You're taking your life into your own hands. 
Uh, Caleb Sarong had 35 disposals, and so did Adam Trelaw. Mm-hmm. And then, and this is interesting because Tom was a huge advocate. He was actually trying to convince me to get Sarong in. I said, who's the premium I should get in this week in Supercoach? Super and Tom straight away was on Sarong. Mm. And I was like, yeah, like he's in good form. He looks really good. But like, can you justify bringing in Sarong over like a bona fide gun like, you know, McRae ben Cousins. or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chris Judd or, you know... Well, no, joke's on you, mate. They don't Rapola. play anymore, idiot. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, but he, it, Tom's a big... Big Sarong fan this year, and, and rightly so. He was he was unreal. Can I put fire. the Can I put the demon hat on for a moment, please? At the moment, we're getting Fremantle's pick six and pick twenty four <laughs> yeah, on top up. of pick thirteen last year. Yeah, for Luke Jackson because Freya's currently in thirteenth and basically equal fifteenth. Port Adelaide versus Eagles, the match of the round. Mm. What a game! Yep. <laughs> Uh, Joe, are yeah, you turning your? Pretty- are you looking at the stats on your phone? Because your camera is dropping every time you do that. Oh, is it? It doesn't really matter because this isn't a visual medium. Uh, no, so. it does matter because I like to see you and keep an eye on you, Joe. Okay. Who yeah. knows what you're doing, Joe? No, this was I'm a- gen- genuinely just looking every now and then to be like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I don't that remember that. any of these games, Joe. It, it, so long ago. it made me physically ill to see Adelaide Oval again after watching Adelaide <laughs> Oval. For four yeah. straight days, I'm like, "Why are we back here? Yeah. We just played." And it was what I, for a moment, I I learned what it was like to be a South Australian or a Perth person mm. watching Victoria in every game. Oof. Mm. Oof. Yeah, and you boys might know this, but did West Coast stay there for the week? I don't know. They should have though, because I know Frio yeah. the week before Gather Round played there and then had to come back. Yeah, I so reckon. That's yeah. fucking st- just stay. Like, why would you have to do that? Well, I know. They, you know, they could go train at Norwood or something like why I don't understand well I think it's just one of those things probably with the union that they can't spend too much time away but I know Gold children Coast, and stuff mate would you yeah. want to would you prefer to leave uh, for a week then fly back back and yeah. forth with in, your son in Australia where it's two two hour flights I would prefer to go home but what I would say is the Gold Coast I know when they have two games in a row in Melbourne do stay and make it a bonding thing but I think that's quite a big thing that, that's very yeah. rare and they make it an event, you know, whereas I think this would be more common with the Eagles flying almost every week. They probably have some trauma around the whole bubbles during COVID and stuff too. Like mm. They probably just want to get the fuck back home. Mm. Next game was, uh, I believe, uh, Saturday and it was GWS taking on the Lions. Yeah, I think... We're not, we're not really saying anything about any of these matches. Is this typically what you guys do or... We just if if you got something to say, raise your hand and say. Do you want me to go back to nine eleven? Is everyone. that what you want? <laughs> so for I, in- thought, I thought West Coast got off to a really good start against Port Adelaide, and I thought it looked very Joe, encouraging. Joe, if you're a West Coast fan, Joe, we didn't watch also it. Tom and I Oscar don't watch the thing. football. Stop talking okay. about the football. We just this is we have no idea what happened. What was I doing Friday night? I think I was seeing comedy festival shows. Well, this was on Saturday morning. This was on Saturday. <laughs> I was at I was at Coles. You were somewhere with Annie. I think I was watching NBA. Yeah, probably. Wow. But I would like to say about the GWS and uh, and Brisbane, because I did watch a big chunk of this, I would like to say that it might be a season of almost for GWS. Mm, that's what it feels like, mm, for sure. A season of almost. Yeah, but oh no, I did watch a little bit of this, mm. and it made me think, if GWS really don't get off the ground, mm. move them to Canberra. There oh, was a yeah, hardcore yeah, yeah, fan yeah, base yeah, there. Yeah. It looked nice. Their, their fucking ground also 
sucks. Like which one? The, the GWS home ground out in. There, there, well, there's no there. fans yet, but it's that thing no, of no, like no, no, no. if it's you can. Like, it's like they're playing in a swamp. Every time they're there, there's like one ends a construction site, and most of the ground just looks like. I don't know, like it hasn't been tended to in in weeks. It looks like watching footy at a local at a local footy club. <laughs> You're very funny. Dude. You know swamps, yeah. Don't you? Why? <laughs> Why? Because yeah. you played Shrek. Shrek. Yeah, there you go. I don't think you would have used the word swamp if you weren't Shrek. Yeah, you would have said um, sort of boggy area. <laughs> okay. Mudfield. Um. Yeah, no, uh, a, a bit of an, a Joey Danaher. What did he, I'm curious. Everyone's on and off Joey Danaher. Mm, I think he was good, wasn't he? Oh, do you know who I feel bad for, right? Who do you feel bad for? Jake Kelly. Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly. <laughs> Josh Kelly. Yeah, why? 41 disposals. He's a superstar mm. player like in a, in a Collingwood or a Melbourne or a, you know, a St, like even St Kilda at the moment. He would be like Brownlow contender. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it, He's the kind of Tommy Mitchell um, when he was at Sydney and then he changed clubs to Hawthorne and all of a sudden he was the best fucking player in the AFL. Yes. If he moved clubs, he would be, yeah, he'd, I absolutely agree. He'd probably it certainly feels like that. He, he certainly 41 uh, disposals and certainly very effective most of the time. I just think, boys, it would be remiss of us not to mention that Charlie Cameron kicked seven, which was a record for this ground. No, yeah. that is true. And that is sick. And he was counting on his fingers. We we're talking about moments of theatre. That was yeah. sick too. And he has his little motorbike he does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was also, I think it was a tied, um, a tied fucking, what do they call it? Record? <laughs> yeah, record. That's the word. Thank you. I thought, tied it, record, I thought it broke the record. Because he was going for his eighth. I, oh, thought, right. I thought eight would have broken it and seven tied it. I, yeah. I could be wrong. Okay. And then Saturday night, we saw that the Swans are still a contender and they are in the running for a great <laughs> year of football, the Sydney Swans. Um, <laughs> who, who went down, which is often, this is why it was so exciting, right? Mm. Because usually when teams go down to GMHBA Stadium mm. and take on Geelong, it's almost like a fortress sometimes. Yeah. And it's hard to win there. But the Swans went down there. <laughs> Well, they and, always win down there. And only lost by 93 points. And they, Yeah, and usually they, they always win there. They're very good. Yeah, and they, they're very good at geometry. And they kept that forward line that everyone's really worried about of Hawkins and, and, and Jeremy Cameron. They were like, we, we got, they, you know, you got to shut them down. Mm. And they yeah, did a really nah. good job of that. Mm. So Hawkins only kicked five goals and Jeremy Cameron was kept to only five mm-hmm. goals. And so they just absolutely went in with a plan and it worked. Mm. And I would like yeah. to say that we're the only media organisation that didn't discount Geelong. We always knew they were going to turn it around. No, yeah. We stayed strong on that. It seems that the two worst teams in the league have played them into form. Yes, correct. And that the and the uh, you shared a meme in our message, our friendship message group of um, uh, people might know that dog and there's a birthday cake and the dog's in shock. Mm-hmm. Or like he's looking at trauma, mm-hmm. and uh, you said that was Sydney. Yes. After the grand final, they haven't. Uh, they see, still seemed scarred from one of the most embarrassing uh, grand final performances. Only one player for Sydney had more than twenty disposals. Wow. And that was Luke Parker with twenty-one. They were absolutely fucked on in every <laughs> sense of the word. <laughs> there was yeah, and you, you're talking about fucked on <laughs> some real fucking guns too, like like real guns. Know, Callum Mills. Like Chad, Chad Warner looked like he didn't know how to play football anymore. 
and he's been like, you know, everyone's been talking about him being an up and coming gun. Goulden, the same. You know, your Callum Mills, your fucking Jake Lloyd's, like they just were gone. Callum Mills, gone. the captain of Sydney, had fourteen disposals. Yeah. In 2011, I went to New York City to see Broadway musicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know about that, Joe. And uh, mm. while I was there, um, you re- couldn't really watch footy overseas then. There was no way to watch it mm. uh, that I knew of, at least. And I started to get <laughs> messages going, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh, no. I know Melbourne's playing right now. Mm. And they're like, I'm so sorry. And uh, it was live. People were live reporting to me the horror that was happening at, I believe, Skilled Stadium at the time because Geelong uh, bashed us to death Mm. and uh, got a coach sacked. Literally, I think they sacked the CEO. Yeah, they did, yeah. The team, they they destroyed my team. 200 points, was it? And it took a decade to get back, yeah. Yeah. It was a decade later that we um, mercilessly destroyed them in a prelim and then won the grand final. But then the next year... I mean, I think it's like you have to get the shit fucked out of you at some point by Geelong, right? And that was definitely was, that Sydney's was, yeah, turn. Oh no, well, they they've, they've had back to back ones now. Yeah, and I know mm. the Suns do every every time we play them. So uh, now it's time it's to. Not true. You beat them. Nah, every time. <laughs> no, they do. They beat the Suns. Beat Cats so often. Yeah, you it's, just beat them a few weeks ago. Yeah, no, it was crazy. Um, I know and, they were out of form. So, Joe, you had them. perfect tips up to this point. Yeah, oh, here's yeah. where it all goes bad. <laughs> Sunday, this was a cool game down at Tassie. Mm. Hawks know how to play Tassie. Yes, they do. And uh, they lo- they went shit, yeah. they went down three yeah. points to the Crows. Mm-hmm. Who the Crows have arrived, folks. Yeah, they really have. Just set, R, your watches, set your watches. Yep. Rochelle, R- Rankin. Rankin, and the other one, Riley Thulfor. Riley Thulfor. Fucking Rory Sloan uh, balling out with 30, 30 disposals there. Yeah, it's so good. And Rory Laird, obviously. Is Taylor Walker, gun. four goals. Unbelievable. Yeah. They really... Yeah, and fun. it was close at the end, wasn't it, Joe? You watched this game, I remember. Oh, man. Hawks were in front for most of it. Joe, you're um, notorious for getting in the message and saying, start talking about games happening, and then when no one replies, you get upset. <laughs> I do. And yeah. then, like... Because well, I know. Because I know that you guys have other friendship groups where you talk about sports that I'm not in. So I feel like I have to vibe. Calm the fuck down. I'm not entirely sure that I do, to be honest. No, because you got your basketball ones and stuff. I get it. Like, I, we talk you know, about? it's fine, guys. It's fine. I just have to, I know I have to vibe for your attention. But you're just sometimes. like, you'll be like, oh, you know, be like, Rankin's playing well. He's, he's 12 disposals already. And then you're like, well, let's see how yeah, Hawks, me, right? let, yeah, then let's see how, how Hawks bounce back. I guess I'll go fuck myself then. No one respond to me. No one respond to me. I think, Joe, you have severe psychosis. No, he just loves the banter. But then he'll go on stage for uh, Come From Away and then he will... uh, He comes down, doesn't respond to us. Because he's he's changing people's lives through theatre. Yeah. Um, Yeah, That's true. I loved the show. I saw it before Joe was in it. Mm. Yeah, you'd hate it now because I'm in it. No. But... um. Genuinely, the Hawthorne Adelaide game is a really good game, and I did not expect Hawthorne to get anywhere near them. But um, I, th- I thought they that was that where ground. my tipping was going to go wrong. But I, I think lucky. the Tassie supporters got to show up. Apparently, the Tassie team is going to be announced next week with the with the budget. Oh, wow. <laughs> exciting! Yeah, a week before the budget, they're going to announce it. But apparently. then, but 
But do, like, are they just going to add one and uh, is there a plan for adding another? They It usually comes in twos, right? Don't know. Yeah, no, only the one plan and it's all dependent on whether, yeah, the federal budget includes a, a stadium. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. We are announcing the Taz, Tassie team next week. Next week with the budget. And we'll then, do our version of the budget as well, Brent. Um, just out of curiosity, Joe, who do you go for in the footy? We didn't say. The, Carl- the Carlton Blues. Oh, okay, great. Um, let's jump to the next game. What is it? Mm. Um, mm. St Kilda Carlton Oh right That's a coincidence <laughs> Now It's crazy What happened here Marvel Stadium Carlton went down by 22 points To I'm almost virgin on flag favourites St Kilda But it's still Pies flag favourites mm-hmm. um, Charlie Kerno Three goals three mm. Dan Butler Three goals one Silvani had two goals three Mackay, Mackay is a good footballer. Mm. Um, Adam Chera, thirty-nine disposals. Sam Walsh, welcome back, Sam Walsh, thirty-eight. No need to warm up, mate. You're ready to go. Hundred percent. He's just unreal. In fact, in fact, you had the top six disposal getters in that game. Had eight of the top ten, Broden. Eight of the top ten, and you still fucking lost. And and Blake has really like pulled out a great performance against his old club when he could have absolutely shat himself. So well done, Blake Akers. But yeah, there was just so much like there was so many skill errors after the first half. Like actually, the first half was riddled with them as well. But like the second half was fucking oh. disgraceful. Like it was really really bad and disappointing. Mm. I didn't expect us to win that game anyway. I think St Kilda are playing much better than us overall. Mm. But mm. the fact that we stayed with them for that whole first half and then just fell off a fucking cliff in the second half was really disappointing. Mm. We kicked two fucking goals mm. in the second Calm half. Down. Mm. You're being emotional. And they kicked six. Who? You're, gas- you're gaslighting. No, me, I'm not. <laughs> Who here is a believer in the Saints now? I certainly am. I, I had them finishing fucking sixteenth. I think in the. In the in the preseason uh, ladder, who here is a Saints believer? Are you a Saints believer, Joe? As you sort of lose interest in the podcast and sort of start looking no. at your feet and tying, I was your taking sh- my shoes off. My sh- yeah, I thought you were going through an Uber Eats, perhaps. No. Um, oh, this can't right because we play a lot of online NBA together. Mm-hmm. Do you? If I was to ask you, Tom, <laughs> we used to. Do you we know what this guy? Do you know what this guy eats? Maybe five to five days a week. I think I know, but I won't ruin the punchline, so I'll say I don't know. You can say if you I know. want you to guess. I think he I eats. Want you to guess. Doesn't he just chow on a fucking Indian every single night? Cheesy <laughs> garlic naan. Every night. This man <laughs> loves cheesy garlic naan more than 9 11 musicals. The guy, when you, if you were ever to see this man perform on stage, He's in it. He's singing. He's got a wonderful voice. He's acting fantastically. Yep. You can see him in Arnie Donnie's Coffee Cafe as a mm-hmm. real estate agent. All he's thinking when he acts is, I can't wait to get home, <laughs> have me some cheesy garlic naan. His guts are just full of buttered chicken, huh? Oh, it's good. All no, right. There's no way I could have it before a show, but I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it for after. For You're going to have it now? Nah. Nah, it's... Simply too late. Well, you couldn't find a good Indian food in Adelaide I definitely, anyway. Look, I, this is, Broden's saying this, and I completely agree with you. I, I, I went through an enormous phase of cheesy garlic naan, and, like, I would get two of the things and a fucking butter chicken absolutely demolish it. But it's the kind of, you know as well as I do, Indian food is the kind of cuisine that you can really overdo. 
and I think I really fucking Yeah, you have it five days a week, man. Every time <laughs> we're playing online, didn't. we're playing 10-year-old boys and they're calling us awful things and there's no and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Why are we playing so badly? Why is Joe missing all his three-point shots? I'm getting him offensive rebounds. I'm dishing it to him. I'm getting him open threes." And then I just go, "Cheesy garlic naan. He's got cheesy garlic butter all over the controller. It's unprofessional." You, you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't steal a car. So why would you pirate a movie? <laughs> yeah, All right. Uh, Suns uh, beat up North, and that was just a nice, good fit. Everyone was happy with that. This is the depth of... We spoke about this earlier, Joe, but I stopped watching this and went to bed depressed because of how bad Callum Milk is, which shows how bad of a Suns fan I am. No, you were depressed about Took as well. Yeah, that's true. He hurt his leg. Yeah. Yeah, that was... And look, I've got to actually thank you publicly, Tom, because we were chatting earlier in the week because I've been... Uh, I was a little bit indecisive this week about Supercoach and who to bring in because there's just a few options around the price point I had. I had a lot of money in the play with this week. Tom's nodding. And mm. I was sold on fucking getting Miller in Yeah, because I was like, he's just a guaranteed 120, you know what I mean? Who's Miller? Get him in. Took Miller. Took Miller. Yeah, Took Miller. And um, he was like, mm, I don't know, he just doesn't pass the eye test for me at the Talk moment as much as I love him. Mm. Talked him out of it and then I was like, hey, Tom, what about Paddy Dangerfield? Mm. And I expect because he usually shits on all of my like left. Where do you where do you guys ideas. talk about this? Just on text message. Okay. Text message. We're, a little we're message about work yeah. stuff as well. Yeah. Tom's a very very helpful helpful colleague, and uh, he convinced me. He was like, actually, now that I'm looking at Danger, yep, he's actually improving with Geelong, and I was like, great. I've got someone else backing me in on this. Only two percent of. Teams in Supercoach are holding Dangerfield. Stop mate, taking control you know. of the podcast, all right? You're a guest, man. I just, You're doing I'm a monologue. I'm thanking Tom. <laughs> I'm thanking Tom for being such a good friend, and I ended up saving money and getting in danger instead of Took Miller. And what happened? Took got fucking injured and got like 40, and Paddy Dangerfield scored 144 Supercoach points. So thank you very much, Tom. And I brought in Callum Wilkie, who had his lowest ever Supercoach score. Yeah, and got very, very upset. Tom went to bed. I went to bed and like genuinely was sad. More yeah, sad than when my son not... went to the hospital the next day. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That No, he's okay now, though. He's just <laughs> yeah, had a bit of skin fine. issue. <laughs> just a little skin issue. All he needed was some steroids. How good are steroids? Yeah, steroids are good. Um, great. And, you first. <laughs> and then um, good. Monday, uh, Anzac Eve, Dees yep. took on Richmond. I spent three quarters of this game just very upset. Yep. And, then and we, you were there, weren't you, bro? I was there. We did. We talked about it a lot before. We, yeah. Before we didn't talk about the game, on. to be fair. No. Uh, the did you Richmond, talk about all the famous people you were hanging out with? Yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> I like to name drop because it makes yeah, me feel uh, strong and powerful. <laughs> and uh, yeah. like, like, I could, like I could take on the world. Mm. When I mentioned Limo, it makes me feel immense <laughs> <laughs> Um uh, yes, no, it was a good game. JVR, J- yep. Javan Ruyen, Ruyen. Also, and after the game, uh, uh, John Ralph did a tweet saying that Cozzy's going to sign shortly, which is yeah, very which is exciting. Awesome. And I'm did, my, my big thing for this week, to all the Demons fans who asked me to talk about the Ds more, not only are we a sick list now with weird undercurrents of being a bit lazy at points or, I don't know, or we're just building at the moment, I don't know what to read for a lot of it, the most exciting thing to me is how many young picks are coming mm. in. So we're setting up like a Hawthorne-level decade of, of yep. strength yep. in that you've got Gorns and stuff who are probably in their last three or four years, mm-hmm. you know, at most. Yep. But Petrarca's 
mid to late 20s. Oliver's early early 20s still, you could say, too. Early yeah. to See, mid- that's crazy. Right? Because we think about them as, like, fucking veterans yeah. now. And they're just, they've got so long left. There's mm. so much more time with so many more of these players, right? Alongside so many young draft picks coming in. Yep. So we have a we have a top we have number thirteen sitting who's just gonna do a year for Casey all mm. year developing as a full forward. Just like Jacob just, and right. did So you've got another year. gun full mm. forward potentially coming in. So many young midfield they'll just go in and and get more good midfielders, I think. Yeah. The back And Chandler's capable of, yeah, lots of them. kind of anywhere you want to play him. The He's only great. two players over thirty, I think. Uh, go- uh, yeah, okay. Hibbard, <laughs> Hibbard, Gorn, and May. Yeah, right. That's and they're, good they're both they're important. They but are. How old is Jake Lever? He's uh, he's not thirty yet. No. 20, so, like, it's just it's just really exciting. The development's there. You couldn't say right now that Petty's going to be a Stephen May, but he could be a worthy replacement in yeah. time. And know? poor old Tigers. I yeah, they're saying- an almost as well. The season of almost. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, Joe? I was just going to say, Tom, well, I was just going to say on the Petty thing, I, I read him more as a, like, Tom McDonald. Intercepty, maybe go yeah, forward and sort it, of and thing. Yeah, chuck him forward. He's mm. great. They yeah, kicked like, a goal on the he, weekend. He did some really silly stuff and some really great stuff on, on the weekend. So mm. No, it was a fun night in the end. Uh, and then today, mm. or last night, or yesterday, yep. they did it again. They did it again. How do they keep doing it? Flag favourites Collingwood. Mm-hmm. Flag favourites Collingwood. By golly. I was recording at the weekly and I was talking to the directors and I said, I was looking at my phone and the AFL app had the uh, bombers up by 22 points. said, they're going to do it. Yep. And then Tom, who is the director of the um, mm. the weekly, was like, uh, the post director of the weekly was like, uh, I thought they were much closer now. I said, no, nah, no, nah, look. And he's like, have you refreshed your phone? <laughs> and I went, no, I don't, no, no. <laughs> And I refreshed it, and Collingwood was down by three points. Yeah, and then they just—they just—they figured it out. I don't understand how no team doesn't understand it's not coming. It's coming. I They're going to run exactly. you over. I just hold the ball and run away from them. Seven, yeah. seven to zip last quarter goals. It happens every week. Mm. And eight of eleven, Broden, of their last um, of their last games where they were down by three quarter time, mm. they have won. Eight of 11. I think the thing they do that's really special and spectacular is a lot of people talk about AFL being a momentum game, but Collingwood have found the way to get excited and play their best footy when they are behind. Yeah. When they love being the underdog, which is counterintuitive to this idea of rollover, momentum, momentum, momentum. They love being down. They love being behind. They love it. Absolutely love it. They're they're a scrappy bunch. Well done. Well done. Also, like... And I'm being, you know, obviously agnostic here. I, I know that Broden, um, Collingwood's like your second team. Like yeah, you I love, love them and stuff. Mm. But um, Quite the opposite Dar- fuck face. <laughs> Darcy Moore, I think, is showing some really great leadership. 100%. I, think I, re- I really love what he's, what he's giving to the team. He's been on the front foot with big changes at Collingwood. Big changes. Mm. And that's really good to see. Excellent captain. Uh, and I just can't believe Sidey and Pendles are still playing this fucking well. It's crazy. No, no, yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's the... Buck said that um, on on the, the football show that uh, that he expects Pendlebury to hit 400. The football that. show? Yeah, you know the football show? 
That would what, be a better name for the, I think um, Half Time or whatever it is. You know how when oh, you're watching right, right, right. a Channel 7 game on KO? Yeah. And they just fill it in? On, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Half Time. Half yeah, Half Time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Buck said he expects that, yeah, Pendlebury to hit 400, and I think it's bang on and it's crazy. Shout out, mm. Pies. And Bombers don't look bad at all. Like, no, they, they, they look really, really good. Bombers are great. Had uh, they not gassed themselves, they would have, yeah, they played really, really well. For don't feel points. bad, Bombers. No. You beat us up. And I expect you to be shit, still sort of do, so you've proven me wrong. It's a year of wins for the Bombers. Mm. Uh, I forgot an embarrassing thing that happened to me at the President's Function yeah. before we finish. I uh, love AFLW heaps. Mm-hmm. And I know all the players for the AFLW Melbourne team. Sure. Um, mm. Who just had the best grand final win last season. Mm. Right? No one gave us a chance. It was a, They forced the AFLW game to be played at a shitty rural Brisbane training ground that yep. wasn't ready yep. instead of playing it in Melbourne because there was no ground that was capable of playing the grand final. No one talked about Melbourne all week. They were like, Brisbane going to win there. It's going to be so good for Brisbane. And the Ds came in and stole it. Mm. And it was so good. And Daisy in her last game. And I know, I follow them all. I'm massive fans of all of them. And two players from Melbourne were at the president's function. Lily Mithin and my favorite player mm. for the AFLW team, Sinead Goldrick, who is a um, Gaelic convert. And uh, I just think they're awesome. And uh, I, like a dork, went up. And started talking to both of them <laughs> as a fan, as you do, as like you a ten-year-old. Yeah, but I'm not a ten-year-old. I'm a thirty-four-year-old man. Yeah, going up to like these women, like like I'm hitting on them. Like I'm like, <laughs> hey, um, I'm just a really big fan of your football games. I think and that's they were really just really like, oh no, that's nice. And I was like, I'm actually coming to Dublin for some shows. <laughs> and I'm like, do you like foil arms and hog? And Sinead was like, yeah, I do. And she was so lovely and nice. And I was like, well, I know them. Okay, bye. And I walk around, I'm such a dork. No, I think they would have thought you were a lovely, nice person. No, I get dork of the week. Dork of the week. Um, well, that's, Better than Malacca. Yeah, no, the Malacca this week went to the guy who threw the footy on the ground and then had the ball, the, the, and then the point. Oh, and he got his, didn't he? Yes, Suck he did. shit. He had, he had his garlic cheesy nuns. Yeah. Well, this has been a particularly long episode uh, because you talk too much, Joe. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Um, but we enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, we enjoyed yeah, it, Joe. Yeah, I enjoyed talking to you guys. It's actually really nice to debrief about football with you. Well, that's so. what we're all here doing. You, Tom, myself, and you, the listener. Yeah. Uh, yeah surprisingly, <laughs> not many people in music theatre want to talk about football. I that, think we lost him. That might just check that saved. Nah, it's fine. I got on here. Oh, we hung up on Joe. <laughs> uh, I went for the joke and Broden panicked. Because I thought it wouldn't save. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, I'll call him back and say thing. We've done the joke now. I'll just call him on this. It was a very good week of the footy it was podcast. A wonderful. a wonderful week of footy. Pretty rude, actually. That wasn't <laughs> me that time. It was. It was Tom. Tom wanted to get in on the joke, but I was actually, uh, I was actually worried that it would um, delete your audio. So I would. I was afraid to do it. I was shaking my head as he did it. <laughs> I just went for it. All right, as long as it was fine. Uh, yeah, no, it was really funny. Thank you, Joe, for being on the podcast. And Thanks, do you want do you want to say bounce that pill? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, so do you want me to just do it here. We'll see you uh, in two days, listeners, and most, but most importantly, bounce Oh, we lost Joe there. <laughs> the double. The double. Um, uh, see you next week.